on this episode of Quantum Week, August 2 through 8, 1999. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies, music, headline stories. Today we are in August 1999, uh, talking about Blair Witch and Nookie. But first, I want to introduce our very special guest, Jared Carabas of Barstool Sports, Section 10, and frequently on uh, Kirk Minahan Show. How are you, Jared? I am. Yeah, how's it going, guys? I'm, I'm excited to do this. This is, a, this is like a wheelhouse week for me in terms of like, I was 10 around this time. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll obviously get into it, but this is, this is a wheelhouse week for me. Did you see the Blair Witch Project in the movie theater? I did. Did it scare yes. the absolute shit out of you? Yes. And it's still, so uh, people will ask me now, like, what do you think is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? And I'll say the ring. And I think it's because it was scary to you at the time that you saw it. Like my parents will maintain um, that uh, the exorcist is the scariest movie of all time. It's yeah. like, you watch that now and it's like, that's, it's not, I mean, it's scary, but it's like, it's not scary because of how it's made compared to how movies are made now. But I think that that's kind of like the time period is like Blair Witch is the one B to the rings one a for me because of the time period that it came out. Like I was 10 years old. Like I thought it was real. I remember, and there's going to be a crossover here a little bit because I remember, uh, on TRL, they were talking about the Blair Witch project Yeah, and they were kind of, talking about it as if it was like a real found footage film. Like people didn't quite know if it was real or not. Yeah, and that was, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just a good, a good example of, of how insane it was, was they hid the actors. So the three leads in that movie, yeah. the studio hid away. So people would think they were dead. They didn't want them doing interviews and stuff like that. So they did try to definitely pass that along. I will say this off the top. Now you were a little kid when you saw it. If you were an adult, when you saw this movie in the theaters and you really believed it was found footage, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, I believed it was found footage footage. I was scared. I saw none of the viral marketing beforehand. That's dumb. Well, thank I you. I appreciate because it. I don't think it's that dumb because it was the first of its kind. Yeah. I like, haven't no seen, one anything, ever seen like anything like this before. Yeah. Now, if you were to see, if you were to go watch a found footage film, and the studio is trying to pass it off is something that was an actual found for like first of all the families are never going to agree exactly yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah, yeah i mean they're not gonna just have a movie of someone getting murdered like it's insane i saw it so i was 19 this week uh i was i saw it when it came out and i was it, it was a it's a really effective horror movie this is a good movie it is it gets movie. a lot of yeah. it's got a lot of backlash over the years i think unfairly totally. it's a really clever idea there's no, not a single ounce of real gore in it. Maybe no. except for the very, very end when she Her finds teeth. the ear or whatever, the teeth in that thing. But you don't, exactly, yeah. but you don't see anything supernatural whatsoever. No. It is and it's still scary. so effective. Like I was juxtaposing this versus the happening. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Jared, but we talked about, we've talked about the happening a few times of yeah. Marky Mark film. One of the worst films mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life. And the supernatural <laughs> element is the fucking wind. And it's so mm-hmm. stupid. Juxtaposed with this where you don't see, you'd see nothing. And it's so fucking scary. It's Hitchcock. I mean, like it's classic. You, you're you're terrified of your imagination. You're yeah, terrified yeah. of like thinking about what happened to these people, and your own imagination is going to be ten times scarier than anything that they could have depicted on film. The actors were, were pissed about it, and uh, there's a, it's a really good book. It's called Best uh, Movie Year Ever, uh, and they have a chapter on Blair Witch. And I guess the actors said they got when it's all said and done, got about three hundred thousand dollars for it Oof. after everything was all said and done. But the damage to their careers a little bit. 
A, by being kind of hidden away. Their IMDb page said they were dead for, for years. Months. Yes, I saw that. And, um, <laughs> you know, then they finally are kind of brought back from the dead and they went on Letterman and stuff, but they, the movie was so, I mean, Jared knows, but it, this, it was, it was such an impactful movie. It was iconic yeah. that they almost got stereotyped playing versions of themselves. Well, I know they were pissed that they used their real names. I mean, I found yeah. that really effective. Of course, but for their career, it's like now you're just pigeonholed and your name is associated with this, this mm-hmm. dead person. You can't even get a job. So, Matt, I want to go back to you. So you really saw, you thought you saw someone I, get killed so, in a movie theater? So this was 20 years ago. And uh, so I, I believe that I, I just didn't know anything about it going in. My, I was with, uh, it's funny because this was like, this was my first apartment at our college. Okay. And it was a, it was actually, it's a house. It's this old house in Dover and the, like a hundred year old house. And I'm supposed to live with six people, but they're all gone for the summer for some reason, except for me and my buddy Poochie. And he took me to see this movie. He's like, hey, we should go see this movie. I think maybe heard Sundance or something. He's kind of a filmophile. Uh, and so I think I went in without knowing anything. And it just scared the absolute living shit out of me. I think maybe I saw commercials later on or something. And I knew it wasn't real. Or maybe he told me after. But I don't think I went in knowing it was fake. Or maybe the fact that you were in a movie theater and you saw people dying. Then, then clear well, I also see faces didn't. of death. Yeah, that's I mean, not it's, in the it's movie. not even like they, they, they showed the actual deaths in the movie. No, it's like, right. Right. And I, don't really I, I didn't know what I thought back then. I, I like I remember asking like a million questions after I saw it. I was like, is that real? What really happened? Because when you think about it, put yourself in the position of watching it for the very first time, and they're building that suspense periodically throughout the film where you think you're building up to the point where you're gonna see the big bad monster, but you never do. Yeah. But like the payoff is is almost worse than seeing it. Because <laughs> yes. like, like it's you know, how many times so I don't know, um, a quiet place. I don't know how you, if, how you guys feel about that I think movie. it's a great movie. They fucked that up, but yes. I, I like it's, it a lot. it's good, but they really fucked it up. Good. They fucked it up. Yeah, like I, I was into it until I saw what it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, I was like, ah, fuck, I don't, I don't do aliens. I don't do shit like that, whatever. Like I'll do like supernatural stuff. Um, but there was just something menacing about the fact that you were building up in the suspense throughout the entire movie for a payoff that like, didn't exactly give you what you wanted, but it kind of right. did in a sense where it didn't disappoint you. No. And that house is so fucked up that they end up in at oh the God. end with the, the child, like the child hands, hands on the walls. And, and it's like they go upstairs and they go all the way down. Like, and it, it's really, it's really good storytelling. It's shocking that the directors, there's two directors, uh, Myrick and I'm sorry, I forget the other. Oh, Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. They never did anything ever again of any real note. They each went their own separate ways and each did kind of like direct to video shit. But like this is a really effective movie, but I, they could never replicate it. This was like the only idea they ever had. Did you see any of the sequels? I didn't. Well, they had nothing to do with those. Oh, they didn't. They okay, had nothing to do with the sequels. I was um, literally about to say, why hasn't anyone made a sequel to this movie? They, 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 I think they, I remember. Yeah. I remember now that you say it. I want to say was the second one a straight to DVD? No, it came out only made about twenty five million in the box office. Called Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. Yes, and yes, there's also yes, a yes, third yes, movie yes. that came out called just Blair Witch, and that's basically taking the premise of the girl Heather in this movie, her sister's looking for her. Uh, I have not seen any of those movies. Both yeah. of them did quite poorly in the box office. Uh, terrible reviews. And I said the creative team behind the one we like is different than these two. I'm shocked they only made like three hundred k each. This thing, you know, hundred and fifty million in the box office in the United States. It's so insane. huge. And they didn't see a dime until the movie made $100 million. Only then did they have some oh. bonuses, very small ones that kicked in. Plus, they said they got some sponsors, like a little tiny bit here and there. Yeah. But it was really interesting. I guess the guy, Josh, uh, you, see, he's, yes. you see him in some stuff. He's kind of a regular. He's the only one that's still in Hollywood working. Yeah. He said he had a drug problem when this movie was being shot. 
Oh. Yeah. And then he was basically in rehab during the time they were dead. <laughs> it was a perfect, perfect yeah. timing. He yeah. said that, but he said he got really, like, they got huge, he got a huge ego. And they did the MTV uh, Video Awards that year. Yeah. And when he went to perform, they sent a white limo to go pick them up. And he said, I won't ride in a white limo, only black limos. And Fuck. he's like, but he, he says the story now. He's like, I just really got, I got a really, I started to think I was going to be a big Hollywood star forever. I remember them going on some, maybe it was Letterman they or something. Letterman? Yep. They see, I, my recollection, I haven't looked, seen it in the forever. Three of them but together. Yeah, but it, it, I remind that they are, my, I'm remembering that they came across as pretty conceited. Like there was yeah, a lot of hubris there. They, didn't, they had trouble dealing with the fame. Yeah. And I guess I, that girl Heather got like accosted in the street. Like uh, people would call her like a bitch and say she was really pushy. And you like, killed them. They couldn't people because the movie felt so real. I mean, I saw it. I knew it was fake. I was, you know, I was not, unlike Matt. I was an adult that had real, You're a very smart guy. Well, I, no, I just I, I could think, you know, at all. And uh, but no, but I but even I was kind of freaked out seeing the movie because it just feels so real. Feels real. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the effectiveness of it. Yeah, it's crazy shit. That is bizarre, though. I, I didn't even know that they did the full media tour. And to know that they were not necessarily, I guess you could call them one-hit wonders in a sense. Totally. But having this ego about it where it's like, dude, no, like it was, you guys made like 300K. Like that's, <laughs> you're not even like, who are you to demand a black limo instead of a white limo? It's a, it's a crazy move. Uh, but the three of them, I think part of it, uh, the girl Heather said later on, she's like, it was really hard because for half the media tour, we were, we were shuttered away. And then all of a sudden, when we got brought out, the movie's a huge hundred million dollar blockbuster. Yeah. So you literally go from being dead on an IMDb page to being a superstar <laughs> overnight, really overnight. And they all, it fucked all their heads up. Well, how, I mean, even the way they filmed it, there was like no crew. They were in the middle of the woods. No. They sort of filmed it themselves. So they weren't used to any of any of it. So of course they weren't used to any like, any media and dealing with the fame, any of that. There was an ad in a, in trade papers that said, if you want to go through seven days of hell and you have an improv background, c- come see us. And people auditioned and they, they didn't, they only went to a hotel one night in that stretch. They were actually in the woods camping for seven days, uh, which is, you know, they, and they really did fight. The two guys really did hate Heather. Like in real life, like they really got annoyed with her because they were just together alone. Yeah, uh, it was. It's a really strange dude. I knew girls like that in college, like super melodramatic fucking theater girls, and and they uh. annoyed the absolute piss out of me. She would, I would have, I would have wanted to kill her. <laughs> well, that uh, that was one of the theories that she was a which part? Oh, that the guys uh, killed her. One of the yeah, one of the theories was that uh, there was no Blair Witch and that the the two guys had just brought her into the woods and created this illusion that there <laughs> was something her. going on and they killed her. Oh, well, I, I don't blame them. It's pretty good because it does establish early on that those two guys are friends. Mm-hmm. So those guys were yeah. friends before Heather got you know like so th- it's not the craziest thing. That's right because one of them what was a Josh sort of. Uh, you know, act as reputation for, for yes. Mike to bring right. him in. I see, I see. Right, we're going to get your buddy. And I think the three the three cast members for having no experience do a pretty good job here. It's not perfectly acted, but it's it's done well enough and it's done better than a lot of other horror movies. So I don't, this is an A- movie to me. It's not quite an A. And the reason why, like, it's definitely- I give it a solid B. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a really effective horror movie. I don't think it's great. I think it's, I mean, I'm with Jared on the, this is one of the best, horror films I think I've ever seen. I mean, this is yeah. this just like knocks out of the It was a cultural park. phenomenon. Yeah. It was, absolutely was. But the, the, but the thing that bothered me was her acting on occasion and also the whole thing with Mike kicking the fucking I know. Uh, map into the rib. No, per- first of all, okay, if you did that, fine. But he wouldn't have ever reacted and, like that. Kind of all, ha, ha, ha. he would have like, he would have broken down 
cried and said, guys, I really fucked this shit up. I'm really sorry. So that was, what I did. that was not scripted. He improvised that on the spot. And that was their reaction to his improv- improvisation. Oh, interesting. That was not something the directors necessarily had in mind, but they yeah. said they liked the turn so much they kept it. It hmm. didn't. Yeah. So do you know what they were going, going to do? Or is it just going to be know. they lost? I, I, the, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the resolution with the map would have been. It didn't. It, I just don't think it, a normal. Pro, I don't think anybody would have reacted that way. No, I, I didn't buy it. I had a hard yeah. time with that. Yeah. Is there, and, is there a documentary about the film or did you read a book about it? Like how do you know yeah. all this backstory? I read that book, best film you're ever. And it basically has different chapters of movies that came out in 1999. It actually has a chapter and a half on Blair, Witch. it talks a lot mm-hmm. about that because like you said, it was such a sensation. It was such like a one hit wonder, a flash in the pan. And the three people were really open about their stories. And it led to some really, really interesting anecdotes because you know, one of them still in Hollywood. The other two have nothing to lose by just being honest. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it definitely gave a, a really interesting kind of behind the look. Because also the, the studio is artisan, and um, the two filmmakers brought this movie to Sundance, and it got kind of a lukewarm reaction. They didn't really know, but then uh, one of the women uh, who went and saw the movie was so scared she had to have one of the producers walk her back to her car, <laughs> and that producer's like, "All right, this woman's this scared. This could be effective." Yeah. And they they spent one point one million and bought the movie. And then, um, you know, at that point, then they own it in, in theory. You know, there's a couple you know, side deals, but they really own it. So what happens to the, you know, to the two directors, the two they writers the one, of this? Well, directors in theory got paid, but they also were part of the production crew. They all kind of had a stake in it. Yeah. So they all got a portion of that $1.1 million. But does the production company then get the vast majority of it? They get or distribution else. company? They own oh, they it. Do. Yeah, they own it at that point. Oh, Yikes. my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? That sucks. I mean, I understand, like, you make this film that purportedly cost something like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars or something to make. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I might get a million, so I might as well take it. I can understand mm-hmm. it, but Jesus. The flip side of it, the artisan did spend fifteen million um marketing it. Yeah. So you know they definitely you know, because I mean, how else would you have known about this movie? I mean, they also had one of the first real like viral campaigns online. Yeah. And that's why people believed it. People thought everything in it was true. So they're like, I don't understand how this could be fake. I read about it on the internet. Yeah. But they couldn't, because 1999, you, they, they couldn't like say that people would lie online, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's so early on that, that you'd think that it was true. I don't know if I saw, maybe I saw that. I definitely was using the internet at that time. I don't know. So I definitely, I agree with Jared. The ring is very scary. I think this movie is, is quite scary, but I'm, I'm with Jared's parents. The exorcist to me is the gold standard as far as the scariest movie very I've ever good. seen. Yeah. Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre is very scary. I don't and think I've seen it. It's similar to this. We have kids who's kind of out in the woods if, and they could kind of come across a house and then it's, it's very low budget. It's very, it's shot yeah. all in like one day. Uh, it's, and it's terrifying. But with the exorcist, you know that that's not real. Like there's no part of this. They almost fucked up in the movie. So there's a scene where at night they're chasing, they hear someone and they, they're chasing after them. Right. Well, apparently one of the, someone else was in like all in white. Yes. Running through the, the woods and the fields. And they were, the camera was supposed to pan, uh, pan over to see that person kind of the back of them running through so that could have been, you know, maybe the Blair Witch. But I guess they forgot to to look over it. Thank God they did, because I think that would have ruined the movie. So seeing someone out there, I think, would have ruined it. But mm-hmm. but do you th- see, that's why I think this is so much more effective than something like The uh, the Exorcist, is because you don't see, like, it does not have to be supernatural. It could just be, like, a, some murderer out in the woods that's doing this stuff. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. With this movie, you have to have, you have to go in there willing to be scared. If you walk into this movie and don't have the right attitude, it's just kids playing in the woods. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. And I think you actually have to go in there and be like, all right, I'm willing to kind of have some fun in the theaters, which apparently three of us all did. Yes. All sat there. Now, Jerry, did you see this in the movie theaters when it came out? Yeah. So would yeah, you go with your parents? Dad, my dad's a big horror movie guy. Right. So Mine was too. Um, I, I forget what year it came out. It was probably, I don't know, 97 maybe. But I remember 
Halloween H2O, yep. which like is not one of the most popular Halloween movies now, but like Halloween H2O and Scream were probably like my introduction to horror movies. And ever since then, I've just been hooked on them. So yeah, like my dad knew that like I wasn't going to be like a scared little bitch and you know, I could, <laughs> I could handle horror yeah. movies as a, as a young child. So yeah, we, we were able to go see it and that I, I'll never forget it. Cause I remember like he, my dad totally, like played into it whether whether he i don't I, I i'm sure he was aware that it wasn't real but like i was asking questions about whether or not it was real and he was just going along with it so so, so how old are you at this at this point and so you're 10 so you do go to like the showcase cinemas the one that's like yeah. okay mm-hmm. uh my grandparents lived in saugus their whole their whole lives my mom grew up there so i'm very familiar with that area so i just imagine like a 10 year old jared i like, come out of that theater like scared chillis yeah. um I mean, I was, I was legitimately petrified. I, it's not, it, it wasn't so much scared as it is almost like that reaction in video games when like a flashbang goes off and it's just like your, your head is ringing and your ears are ringing just from like the shock. You're like, what the fuck did I just yeah. see? Like, is that real? Was that real? I don't know. And I have so many questions, but back then, like, you know, there's not, search engines and, and Reddit and all that other stuff. Like, I mean, they had search engines, but like, how are you going to find there, There's no social media. No. You're going to like go find people that have theories about it or people that are like, yeah, that was fake. Or like, that was bullshit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's hard to I'm know. Ask my other kids in, in whatever grade I was in when I was 10, like you can't do that either. <laughs> no, and they, they took advantage of that. If you, if you did, like if you went to like Ash Jeeves or whatever the fucking search engine was in 1999, <laughs> yeah. or Lycos, you, the first thing that pop up would be their shit that they yeah, created. Yeah. So, you know, they, like I said they, they managed to hijack the IMDb pages for the actors. So everything you went and looked at would tell you that it was in fact true if you went mm-hmm. online. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you just had to be a little bit gullible, like me or ten year old Jared, to believe it. I can't believe you believe that. That's, <laughs> oh no, that's always been like one of my litmus tests with people were dumb or not. Like, uh-huh. if you were an adult and you saw this movie and you believed it, you're you're an idiot. That's well, always been like one of my things. I might have. I don't know. It was twenty years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, I. I very good movie. I, I have, you know, I don't have a ton more to add. It's such a, well, it's well, such a, I, I have a question. Sure. What would be the best found footage film to come from the Blair Witch era? I mean, that one was basically the first one. That's the, the one that started. There's been a lot of shitty ones. A lot of ones have tried to capture that same lightning in a bottle, but there's been some good ones. Some maybe even better than the Blair Witch. I like Cloverfield. That's I know, the one that I know I it's say. a little different because it has a kind of, has more of an effect and has like a, a real big name director behind it. Cause JJ Abrams had done already done a lost, right? Like he had a name behind him. So that might be cheating. Um, that would probably be my kind of gold standard more than this one, but I would put this one in that top echelon. They do that really well. Cloverfield yeah. is, is a, they do a good job. What do you think, uh, Jared? I wasn't crazy about Cloverfield. I saw that one in theaters too. And it was another one where it was like, once there's like somewhat of a reveal, yes. it's like, Eh, you know, what is yeah. this? It's aliens. It's, you know, it's Godzilla. Like what the hell is going on here? Um, I think the paranormal activity movies were, were kind of the one that brought it back. I haven't seen so, any of those. I haven't either. Oh, I know they made a ton of money. They, are, they freaked me the fuck out. Like I was actually talking about it, uh, recently because I think like the Barstool Instagram posted a picture of like, uh, a baby in a crib and it was like a baby monitor camera and it was supposed to be like this cute innocent video and then like I commented on it and I was like why why every single time that I see like a camera angle like this do I think that there's going to be like a jump scare and everyone was like because the paranormal activity movies fucked all of us up <laughs> no like that's exactly exactly what it is now are those those hold up like I know there's a series of them do they get like progressively mm-hmm. wor- is it like a superman do they get progressively worse or are they all pretty decent 
No, they're all pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like there's, um, I want to say there's three of them, but yeah, I mean, like if you, it, it's the same thing with like the Blair Witch, like if you go into it with the right mindset, like it, it is, it is pretty freaky. So what about, uh, did you ever see the witch? Um, which is uh, a few years ago is uh setting in, in like colonial New Hampshire. It's a, uh, the director is actually from Lee, New Hampshire, just a town mm-hmm. over from where we are now, but, uh, it's when the uh, 2016, yeah, 17, something like that. I find if you like horror, you might really like, there's a little bit of a super, there's a supernatural element to it, but it is, it is, it fucked me up. Like it is a pretty, <laughs> it is a pretty scary one. Okay. I would uh, I recommend that one. Was it in theaters? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the director did the lighthouse, which was okay. with, That's the one with the Willem Dafoe and, uh, that one didn't hit for me. Although I thought it was filmed pretty well. Yeah. Uh, that came out maybe last year. Um, that was kind of all over the place. I'd hit the theaters and I think the, you know, the, the, the guy did so well with the, the witch that, um, you know, this one got a lot, a lot bigger push. The lighthouse did, but, uh, you might, you might really like that one. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never even heard of that one. The other thing I wanted to say is I think this movie should have gotten some awards and I think it's bullshit that uh, it what didn't. award you want to get best picture. Oh, come on. Seriously. Well, that's, 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 well, I know. In I know. I movie years. I know. That's a I know. Dumb take. Well, nominated. <laughs> No, that's a dumb take. You think so? You get five nominations. Okay, it's 99 to get five. You got 10, though. We just covered fucking Fight Club. Okay, that's What's one. a better movie? Oh, Fight Club's better. Fight Club's better. All right, you go through the list. 1999 is, is a stacked... You don't it's, think anything? You don't think... one of the greatest or screenplay? Movies. I know it's mostly it's improv. It's not a screenplay. There's no one... There's barely a script. No. That, which you know, movie won best uh, picture in 99? Uh, oh, Christ. It was American Beauty, I think, which isn't, yeah. which isn't great. Oh, ah! yeah. I remember that movie getting its dick sucked left and right yeah, that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, Not a great movie. Uh, but there are other ones that... I mean, they literally, they literally wrote a book about it, about how many great movies came out that this year. This is better than American Six Beauty, Sense? Well, we're covering, we're, we're covering that uh, next. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, that's another horror movie I like better than this one. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, that's a good I would one. call that a thriller more than a horror. How about Signs? Because um, Signs also has that reveal at the end, which isn't the best either. But yeah, I didn't like that either. It was too. It was very CGI. Uh, yeah. Not. It was. It was when it was before CGI was ready to come out. So, I, I, I didn't. I didn't love. I love the. And I do love the ending. How they deal with it and how it all kind of pays off at the end. But the actual like shots of the alien himself, I kind of wish they just because they initially started with just a kind of you see the corner corner of him or you kind of see him in a reflection of a glass. But then when you do get a full shot of him, you're like, uh, this is some fucking weirdo guy in a suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it do, that does not look well. Uh, I, I can look past that because the rest of the movie is so too. brilliant. But and the script is so good, and some of the scenes are just amazing with Mel Gibson. You know, I mentioned this on the show before, but Mel Gibson recounting like the birth of yes. other kids, right? As the, the aliens are coming into the house, like, it's like that. one of the best scenes ever. Um, but yeah, the alien, the aliens itself aren't, they, yeah, they're, they're kind of a mess there. that killed it for me. Yeah. Um, all right. I well, like I, aliens. So, sound, oh, aliens did too. I don't, I don't like aliens. Oh, you don't like aliens. aliens is the first horror, mo- no, horror yes. movie I've ever seen. And that fucked me up. I was a child. My dad sat me down and watched that one. And you don't like any alien. Any, so do you like watch any of the star Wars movies? Anything like that? No, never seen any star Wars. Really? Movie. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. How about like Superman? He's, a, he's technically an alien. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't uh I don't like a- any movies with aliens in them. And like I watched some of uh like the Marvel and DC movies, but there's still a lot of them that I haven't seen. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with the Marvel ones. Um Yeah, yeah you know, aliens I have a Matt loves all this shit. He Sci-fi. Matt wants to be like a wizard and all this fucking weird That's shit. That's not what an alien and wizards uh, are all different this worlds. Fucking shit. I don't know whatever you, what Matt <laughs> What are you talking about? Troll or something, I don't know, but <laughs> 
I, 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 I have a limited patience amount of patience. If the movie's done well, I, I don't mind it, but uh, I can't, I can't deal with. I mean, Alien it. is one of the best movies ever made. Like, yeah, you should check that I, out. It's not true. It is an awesome movie. It's a good movie. I've seen it. Okay. I'm just also, uh, and I recognize that this is not the best way to approach watching movies, but usually I'm very turned off if uh, I would say. 2007 is probably my cutoff unless it's an absolute classic which alien is but like anything that's made before that it's just it doesn't like any movie at all or just it's like sci-fi stuff yeah any movie at all before 2007 Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> unless unless I unless I saw it at the time, like yes. when it came out, like we talked about like the screen movies, yeah. like those still hold up for me. Like if I'm gonna go watch a movie for the first time in twenty twenty one, I won't watch anything that came out before two thousand seven. Hey, you've seen all the Tarantino films though, right? You've seen Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I, I've seen most of the classics. Okay. Okay. Um but at this point, like it's it's gonna take a lot to convince me to watch something that came out before. Have you seen Predator? With Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger, yep, yep. Because that's an alien movie. I think you would. I would imagine you like. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a classic. Like, right. I, I'll I'll watch it, but like these are all movies that I saw like when I was younger. Right. Like I'm not gonna like your dad would have probably liked that movie. Yeah, like I'm not gonna like go upstairs and fire up Predator at, at, like ever, probably ever again. Oh, we did a couple weeks ago, and I'm very happy that I did. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for this show. No, though. me neither. But I'm glad we did because I so enjoy. Yeah, I, really I enjoy the it. Holds up. Yeah, it's it good. Totally yeah. holds yeah, up. Yeah, it really it's does. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like I can watch like Halloween came out in 1978. Yep. So like I, I can watch that tomorrow. Oh, I guess. Curtis. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The horror. Well, if the horror movie is done with limited effects, it it can hold up forever. It's when the effects get overwhelming and it's like, oh, this looks cheesy or weird. That's why yeah. Blair Witch. I mean, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. We just covered that for the we show. Did, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it didn't, yeah, didn't quite hold up. Um, but like Blair Witch. I mean, this is something you could probably show a kid 20 years from now, and it still would get scared. Oh yeah, because yeah. there's no real. There's only one song in the very beginning when they're in their car. Yeah, but other than that, it's just three people in the woods, which is kind of evergreen. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, it's, it's on Netflix right now for a reason because people are still watching it because right. it's still effective. Yeah, it's a very good one. I'm glad we got it again. It's not like I, I wouldn't say like it's a movie that I really enjoy seeing, but I think it's done very well. It didn't. It didn't have as much impact the second time no, I no, saw no, no, it. No, no, no. But that's not fair. I mean, yeah. No. But that first time I saw it, I was legitimately freaked out. And I legitimately enjoyed watching it the second time. Definitely. Anything else on uh, Blair Witch before we move on? All right, Randall. That uh, so first of all, though, before we get to the song, this episode of Quantum Week is brought to you by Two Tours CBD. Um, we've been talking about it a lot, but I've been using the Two Tours sugar, uh, the CBD infused sugar a lot <laughs> recently, uh, mixing it in with uh, peanut butter and other fun things. And um, helps you relax. Helps me relax a lot. Uh, at the end of a hard day, um, have a little bit of that, and it just it just chills me out. And I Chris, love I love the drops. The drops help me with my insomnia. If I'm ever having a tough time getting to sleep, a couple of those drops, boom, half hour later, I'm sleeping. Can't beat that. Because you're up at night playing video games until like three in the morning, winning winning basketball championships as GMs. You talk about me being a wizard. You're some sort of geek video game player. And I, you're not even playing the video games. I'm just in GM mode with my St. Louis Sounds NBA 2K. So much fun. Wait, but you've won three championships, I right? Have three t- yeah. I have three rings. I'm not going to brag. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, but no, you can't go wrong with two tours. These guys, uh, you know, served overseas, come back home, start this company. Great products. Uh, great people. Go to two tours.com promo code QW, get 10% off and free shipping. Can't beat that. Absolutely not. Where are we going to stick it up here? 
Yeah! Like, they don't even say it! Oh, come on. You're going to be a bitch about this, aren't you? Yes, I am going to be a bitch about it. Hold on one second. Um, so, ah, Jared, I'm really sorry if you like this song. I'm going to shit all over it. Um, I like the song, Jared. Oh, my God. Are you on board, Jared? You like this song? It's not even like, if this song came out today, would I like it? I don't know. I can't answer that question. But when it came out, yeah, I loved it. This was, this was, I want to say, I want to say Significant Other was the first parental advisory CD that I was allowed to buy. Like it kind of like broke the seal where it was so mainstream. Yeah. That like my parents were like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Like whatever. I think I want to say, I want to say, and this is going to be the weirdest thing ever. If I (laughs) drill this Nookie is on now. That's what I call music volume three. Probably on something like that. Yeah. I remember those compilations probably was, Mm -hmm. uh, they were, go ahead. That was, that was the first parental advisory album that I was allowed to buy. And before that, like my neighbor across the street. So I don't know how old I was when Nookie, I mean, yeah, if it was this weekend, I was, I was 10. It was 99. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that uh my neighbor, he was a senior when I was a freshman. So that's the age gap. And I used to have to borrow the CD. Like cuz I mean like that that was before like Napster have and LimeWire and everything. Like you couldn't you couldn't there was no YouTube. Like if that was the craziest part I think that like kids today will never understand is that like if a song was stuck in your head, you had to go buy the fucking CD. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. You had to go like if I if there was one song like I, I'm trying to think of like an album where there might was like one good song on it and the rest of it sucked. But if you had a song stuck in your head, you had to go buy like for seventeen ninety nine go buy the CD. And I wasn't allowed to, so I had to take. I think it was the Titanic soundtrack. <laughs> oh. Oh. So I had to take the Titanic yeah. soundtrack case, go to his house and smuggle significant <laughs> other into my house to be able to listen to it on my Walkman because I couldn't listen to it on my boom box because my parents would be like, you, where did you get that? We're throwing it away. So I had to put my little headphones on. I had to listen to it to satisfy my need to hear the song. Your mom must've been so excited. You were a Celine Dion fan. You must've been so amped <laughs> yeah. up. Like, he, yeah. He loves yeah. Titanic. I raised the good one. <laughs> For this- me, for me, it was uh, it was two live crew. Um, I can't remember what the the tape was, but that's what I had to smuggle in. I, I was definitely not allowed to get that uh, tape, and I had to borrow it from my from my buddies and like and smuggle it in, listening to my uh, my yellow Walkman. See, what I'm the surprised, hell is tape? I'm surprised, Jared, because Jared, you sound like you grew up a little bit like me with your dad bringing you to radar movies when you were young. Like mm. I didn't have any rules growing up in my house as far as art was concerned. So I'm surprised mm. then, like you had a line with music, but not with movies. You know what I mean? I think like my dad, uh, he, he knew which Hills he could die on. Okay. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, with limp biscuit, I don't know. Like, I think when was, when was Woodstock 99? Cause I want to say like around that time was when, you know, they were in, in hot water for the, the riots That's that right. happened. It was at this Woodstock month, I think. And yep. like girls were showing their titties oh, yeah. and they burned the whole place to the ground. So like, I think I want to say like my mom was like, no, 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 no. Like we're not, this is not the road that we're going down. That so. makes sense. Cause they did not handle Woodstock. Well, there was a bunch of, yeah, it was like mosh oh, no, pits no, and no, shit. No, so mad. <laughs> no shit. Well, yeah, it's well. not like they were inciting riots. It's just their music they was said hyping. break stuff. They said, don't yeah. you worry. Oh, yeah, with their song, it's called break stuff. The but they song said that they rioted on. Yeah, they said, they don't, actually don't say you, yeah, it's the don't you want to just go run around oh, like you all come here to break shit. I didn't know they said that. Oh, yeah, they incited a riot. Oh, fuck Fred Durst then. Eh. 
So yeah, so I know they were like breaking down the stage and stuff. People were like, it was you know, crazy. Pulling shit down. I, don't, I yeah. think you know what, like Jerry said, Jerry had a really good point. It's like if this song came out today. I'm 41. Am I gonna go listen to it? Probably not. But if you're between the ages of 10 and 22 or something, why not have this like ultra testosterone, ultra like just you know rock music that kind of says what you're feeling inside? Because he seems like such a poser to me. Like he's, I just think he's this like. He's just trying to act tough, trying to be this big, like, bully, whatever guy, but I don't think that's how he Their is. Their music life. is fun. Oh, not to me. Nookie is the, Ugh. like, first of all, Nookie is, like, the worst word in the English language. It's right up there with fucking panty. Like, how stupid do you have to be to write a, a lyric like that? And did you read any of the lyrics? This is, like, <laughs> these are, <laughs> these are so bad. While like, you're he looking fu- for the lyrics, I just Googled it. Fred Durst is 5'8". Uh, so oh, he's a little guy. Fred Durst, by the way, has a 30-year-old daughter. Uh, He's 50. He has a 30-year-old daughter. He's fucking 50, dude. He's fucked up. He's such an old dude now. Um, What is it? I love the fucking callback, too. Here's this. Hot! (laughs) Like, fuck you. Fuck you and your hot callback. Burning up my brain. Hot! It's like... like, What's wrong with that? Like the fucking... Black Eyed Peas or whatever they are with their stupid callbacks to talking about what they're doing right there. This is just such a dumb song. You it's, like it? It's not. It's fun. It's a fun. They have a fun, fun energy if you're that age. Like, I, I would, do I like this song? I, I guess no. If I had to like critique it now as a 41 year old guy, but if I'm, if I had a 17 year, if I was a, had a 17 year old son that wanted to listen to some music to like have a mosh with his friends, like throw him the CD. Dude, you gave Incubus such bullshit Incubus crap sucks. before. Incubus is new metal. Oh, These guys are new metal. No, these guys make Linkibus look like Led Zeppelin, like like Mozart, man. These guys can't. These these guys guys way more. How could you? The guy can't sing. I would. I would put. I would put Incubus more in like alternative. This is still new metal. It was early new metal. I know this. You know, I don't new metal. New metal to me is like Limp Bizkit, Corn, Puddle of Mud, Stained, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're the same genre. I agree with Jared. I was I was thinking because they're classified as new metal, even like on Wikipedia or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I go to like my album music, it also says new metal. But I'm like, well, if they are, then Incubus isn't. Well, Incubus is just a much more talented, like a uh, much more talented band who have they just do a better job writing songs and shit. These guys just can't play very well. Like I like this song back when Rage Against the Machine wait, played wait, wait, in 1996. Limp Bizkit can't play well. No, he's, no, they're he's, not. He's dogging Limp Bizkit. He yeah, yeah, they're not. So, they're, they're not. Uh, I want to say John Otto. Is yeah. the drummer? Yeah, he's very good. He's all right. He's very good. Yeah, not I like Neil Peart. I think. Oh, come on, man. I, it's, he's pretty good. He's pretty. He's pretty good. I agree. Um, I think the drumming, they, especially like. I mean, so is Ringo. No, Ringo's not. Ringo's not <laughs> a great drummer. Ringo couldn't last a day in John Otto's yeah. shoes. All right. Okay. So if he's the best part of that band, though, they they have some serious troubles. Their song, I agree. Their I song agree. "Take I mean, a Look Around" is a good song. That's a good song. I'll say that. This is, I also, I just listened to it a, today. It's a great one. It's so is "Behind Blue Eyes." That cover is so good. They did a great job cover. with that. Who song? I mean, that's not their faith cover is fun. Oh, it sucks. Are you it's kidding me? Fun. That's an awesome song done by my, by uh, George um, by George Michael. Thank you. That is an that is an all time song that they fucking ruined with their. I, I like. I think it's a fun like take on it. Yeah. I just I just thought of an album that I had to buy because there was only one good song. Oh yeah, on good. It. What is it? Um, the Papa Roach album that had Last Resort on it. I don't know that. What's that uh, one? Uh, in pieces. This is my last resort. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Oh yeah. yeah. So there's nothing else on that. I kind of blend. All these people blend together. That was like too young yeah. for me. I missed out on Papa. My sister is closer to Jared's age, and yeah. she liked that that stuff. Uh, but I, I was it was just I, I just missed it. I was listening to like I was more to like Pearl Jam by that point. Like even their later stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. 
I mean, this thing did well. Like even so, this song only hit, only hit this song only hit eighty on the top one hundred. Um, but it was like you know six or seven on the on the rock chart. But still, the album sold like ten million copies. Yeah, I think it's because you're right because you know probably because of the compilation. And then wasn't it attached? Was either I mean, some it, movies it, it was shows? a TRL staple. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The video yeah. Was it might have been eighty on the top one hundred, but if you're flirting around like the top five on TRL, that shit doesn't matter. And like this was during a time when, like, you had to crawl through the weeds of NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina yeah. Aguilera, Britney Spears, like all these other fucking boy bands. And for Limp Biscuit, like that type of music to be like number three, sometimes number one, like that is kind of like the barometer of its popularity versus like a, like a billboard chart. I totally agree. Like TRL back then was, was, I mean, I, I was 19, 20 and I still would watch it. Like it was, it was like must see television for anyone between like, I don't know, eight to like 25. Yeah, Everyone was yeah. watching TRL. And like I said, the Limp Biscuit, you know, even horny guys want to see Britney Spears. All the girls want to see Timberlake. So yeah. to have Limp Biscuit creep in there somehow and be like a regular yeah. charting. Cause I watched that video again, um, for prep for the show. And I was like, Oh, I've seen that video a million times. And totally. it's, it's shot in uh, where near where I used to live in, in Queens. It's in oh, Rhode really? Island City. Yeah, yeah. They, aren't, I thought, aren't they like a Florida band? I didn't realize they were. Uh... They they were. He's from Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, they kind of then eventually all kind of went to L.A. But they shot that video in in New York. That's interesting. Like right in Queens. Yeah. He's a pretty smart marketer too. I, I remember him doing. Um, he was. Oh, he's, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, like he was uh, with Aguilera on the MTV Music Awards. They did that thing. He was all you know. He was always kind of bucking trends. And he was a. I didn't know this, but he was in. He was like the senior vice president of A and R at Interscope or something. Yeah, as a, like a twenty seven year old guy. He's the one that signed Stained. I remember that happening. But like that that was you know sort of before they got big too. So he's like kind of had his hands in all. He's the also jars. a film director. He's directed a few yeah. movies. Um, one of them I recognized. Uh, one of them I recognize. Yeah, it was like the uh, that had some people in it. Not LL Cool J, but something like that. Oh, uh, was it Ice Cube? Ice Cube. It's an Ice Cube movie. Yes, uh, Ice Cube. Yes. It, oh shit, the name is right on the tip of my tongue. It is. It's, I, it's yeah. an Ice Cube movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just a few years ago, and then there was another one I recognized too. But he's kind of he's sort of like the Rob, Rob Zombie. That kind of does the same thing. Or do you? Yeah. Did you ever watch zombie movies? I or the Rob Zombie movies? I didn't really. I've. Devil's Rejects. All of it. He did two Halloween movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He did the H2O yeah. movie, didn't he? He he did like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yep. He did yeah. Halloween one and two, um, and then there's another big one. I feel Devil's like Rejects. Missing. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's kind yeah. of the same thing where he, you know started music and the Fred Durst movie, everywhere. the Long Shots, the Long That's Shots. What it was. Yeah, and like it made it made money. Like it made uh, well, it, I lost money, but it made it made over ten million in the box <laughs> office. What I mean to say, like it was a box office bomb, but it. It made it like it was like a wide release. What I should have said. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's not as dumb as I thought he is. No, this is, this is a this is a fine song. I'm gonna you, give, you can be dumb and ambitious at the same time. It's true. I'm gonna give this song a C plus. Oh, this will. Uh, I mean, this is like a D something, but oh, it, it is fine. It's not my thing. I mean, some people like this type of music. There's certain types of people that like this type of music, and that's just not me. Sometimes people that think Blair Witch is real when they were 20 years old yes. and saw in the theaters. <laughs> Fucking idiots. That's right. I mean, that's I, I'm going to give this song an a minus. There you go. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's a great song. I mean, I, it takes you back. Like this is like, this is middle school all over again. Cause then you had uh what was it? The, 
chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Yeah, you guys like are next. <laughs> That's right. Like, I mean, that like Roland was a cultural phenomenon. Like that was another one where it's like, all right, now the Undertaker is coming to the ring to that song. Now everyone knows who Limp Bizkit is. They were they were big. They, they were, were big, big. For, for a hot second. It, it was not a flash in the pan. No, like the Blair Witch. No, they had like three albums that really sold. They yeah, had, the like, one, three even, legit albums. The one before this with the Faith cover on it too yes. had two sold. Yeah, that sold two million copies or something. And, so and we, you know, we did a show. And we kind of. Look careers and uh, typically three is kind of if you have three albums in a row that hit then you're legitimate yeah yeah yeah. and uh, i would say limp biscuit i mean they're still i mean i know some people kind of scoff but everyone knows who limp biscuit is they do mm-hmm. and oh, like i said roland uh nookie you know these songs have you know th- these are songs that were iconic for their time I-, I think fred durst gets not as much credit as he deserves underrated fred durst <laughs> you heard it here underrated, underrated. how about that do we need I to talk that. anymore about this fucking song we don't but i want to talk uh <laughs> Night. So usually we talk about kind of what happened uh, this week, but I also want to talk about kind of what happened this this time period because uh, you had the 1999 All Star Game and you just had Dan Duquette on uh, your Section 10 podcast. I listened yeah. to that today. That interview was awesome. You need to have him Thanks. back because I love old GM talk because you know that's like right in my wheelhouse. I was like 18, 19, 20. My favorite all time athletes, Pedro Martinez. And uh, just kind of hearing some of the backstory there, like how Juan Marichal helped. It was just a really, if you're a baseball fan, check that out if you haven't listened to it already. Um, but what what did you think being a little kid about the All-Star game? Was it, I, I was excited at 19. You must have been going yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, I, I I was very excited. I didn't get to go. I didn't get to go to the Derby. I didn't get, get to go to the All-Star game. Um, but yeah, I remember every single second of it. And because uh, I remember in 1998, that was when you had the home run race, like the summer of 98. So that was Big Mac and McGuire. And I was, I remember my dad being like, Pedro is going to get to face those guys. And I was like, fucking what? <laughs> He's going to get to face those guys? I mean, like, because they didn't, they never came to, nah. to Fenway. Like, that wasn't a thing. So, I mean, like, I remember... Like if you were just watching like Channel Seven, or if you were watching Fox, they would break in from like whatever was on to show you like a Mark McGuire, or Sammy Sosa at bat, and so like those guys in my head were almost like these supernatural, mythical beings because I, I mean, I was only watching the Red Sox, I didn't get to watch them, and. I was just super hyped for Pedro to be able to face them. And I remember in the Duquette interview that we just did, I don't recall Sammy Sosa saying like, yeah, like he was talking shit about Pedro saying if he, if he did that in the national league, he wouldn't be able to, to hold up with the same numbers. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like I had no clue that he was talking that kind of shit back then. Um, so yeah, no, it was, uh, that was like, like, uh, like the Avengers almost like seeing everyone come together like that. That was the craziest one ever, too, because I'm a big baseball history nerd, and having all the legends there, because they had the all-century team that year, too, yeah. that was, to me, I got to go to the 2015 uh, All-Star Game. I'm sorry, the 2013 All-Star Game in uh, in City Field. I got I had season tickets, I got to go to the Homer Derby, the whole thing, and that was fun, but that game is not really memorable, you know, or no, I mean, other than me, no one ever talks about it, but that All-Star Game, you had the all-century team, you have the Pedro performance, and you have the Mark McGuire in uh, the home run derby just launching these balls like yeah. so far into that parking lot. It was, I think it might be the best all-star game ever, or at least the best one that I've ever seen. It's the only one that sticks out in my mind. Like to me, the all-star games are kind of unforgettable. It's, I, I don't, I don't really get all amped up for it because it's just not really competition. When you're a kid, they're fun though. But when you're a kid, they're yeah. fun. That's the one that stands out, out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Pedro dominating. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Stuff I mean, that was incredible. I mean, and he got hurt shortly after. I think he missed a couple of weeks shortly after that All Star game because I think he just was airing it out so hard. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but that was one of his, his great years. So is your who's your all time favorite ath- uh, baseball player? Is it Pedro? Um, man, uh, it's it, I mean it's it's between those guys. I mean, like it's hard to not pick David Ortiz. It's hard to not pick Manny. It's hard to not pick Pedro or Nomar. It's like it's it's one of those four. Like hey, you pick a name out of a hat. It's one of those guys. It must be such a weird existence. It's such a different existence for you because you were. I guess what 14 when they break the curse or when they win. So I guess you went through some tough times, but you didn't go through like this. Like, like I was living through the Butch Hobson years and stuff where it's just like, Oh, this team isn't even like competitive. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm trying to think, was there every year they weren't, maybe in 2001, they only won like 80 games or 82 games that year. So maybe that year was kind of a dead year. Yeah. But since then, 2003, uh, I had tickets to game one of the world series. Oh, Oh, that's, that's, that's rough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so like I, I, that's when like I stopped. Like I became an atheist after that game. I was like, uh, I can't go in like, through what, this anymore. What's with all the fucking prayer shit that I just did before this game? And oh, like that's that's what I get. That's brutal. Oh my god, did you cry? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was the first? Did you get to go in 04 or when was the first? Yeah, uh, I went. I went to uh, the game that Robert stole the bag. So game four oh. of the ALCS. I was at that. Oh one. wow, yeah. just an insane, insane time. Yeah, I mean. I was just exhausted in the 2004 playoffs. Yeah. So exhausted because they didn't they, they opened against uh, the Angels, right? So they were out west yes. for some yep. of them. Yep. Yeah. So I was up all, you know, I had a regular job. Yeah. I know, but still, I had a regular job. Well, but they didn't they go out to Angels for two? Just one game. I think they, they, was wasn't, that it? It, wasn't it Boston, Boston? I oh, thought it was two one. The starters in the 99 All Star game, Pedro and Schilling. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I forgot Schilling did that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty good, right? But anyway, it was a late night game. And then the games against the Yankees yeah, went were on nine forever. hours. Yeah, yeah. So I remember just like in bed, like barely fucking staying awake through these things. It was so exhausting that entire 2004. I mean, two after, plus especially after 2003 in the big letdown game seven of the championship series, championship series. So were you in, in 1990, you just completely focused on, are you just all baseball? Are you all Pedro, all Nomar just going crazy? Yeah. I've only, I've only ever been baseball. I think like when I, when I was a lot younger, we had Bruins season tickets. And then when the Red Sox traded for Pedro in the winter of 97 going into 98, yep. that's when we got Red Sox season tickets. So oh, wow. we've had them ever since then. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's really neat. So, uh, so what else were you doing? What was young Jerry doing in 1999 this summer? What was going on? Oh, I was also a very huge I still am wrestling fan. Yeah. So I want to say that in the summer, I want to say it was June of 1999 there's uh if you go back and watch that monday night raw i was in the second row it was the <laughs> night that the the big show choke slam the undertaker through the ring and you can see me in the second row with like the mr socko like on my arm it was like my dad's sock that i drew like a little smiley face on so yeah like 10 year old jared is a huge nomar pedro guy uh, and he's also a big WWF at the time fan. I don't know what a choke slam is. Oh, it's it's pretty much what you would think you it just, would be. Jared, next time he compares me to you, can you come over here and give him a choke slam? <laughs> of course. Yeah, okay. I I'd, it. I'd appreciate that. Uh, you know, yeah. There's no polls about me. Uh, thanks to fucking Corona opening his fucking mouth. Uh, yeah. yeah, so teach Corona the choke hole. It'd be great. That yeah, sounds great. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I don't, I, 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 that's awesome, Jared. Thanks so much for joining us. Do you have anything else uh, for Jared? I think that's it. You've been great. Thank you so much for doing it. Really appreciate it, Jared. That was awesome. You think so? Yes. I do. Yeah, we talked Blair Witch. We talked Nookie. We made, Carano's an idiot and thought uh, Blair Witch was real. Yep. What more do you want than that? I mean, what yeah, more I, do you I want? That was real, too. You were a little kid. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. He can vote. I still kind of think it's real. It might be. It might be real. Yeah. It there might there be. were teeth. Yeah. There was a chunk of top. <laughs>
<laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, we are back on Saturday with Sixth Sense. See you then. Ooh.